Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. 
With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over here and start using it now. Earners, it's 2021, the year of execution. In order to execute, we have to have information. And the number one place to get the information, EYL University. Shadi, tell them what we bring in. Yes, EYL University has been reloaded. We already have 100 past webinars. We already have weekly webinars. We already have our private investment group on Facebook. We already have monthly financial planning calls. We already have bi-weekly real estate calls. But what has been added to EYL University this year is access to MG the Mortgage Guys Home Buyers Blueprint, which walks you through the home buying process from A to Z. And what also has been added, breaking news alert. Everybody always asks to be in our group chat. And when we talk about all the investment plays that we are making, we are going to have investment calls, group chat calls with me, Troy, and the whole team and walk you through our plays that we're making and give you insight into our portfolios. All of that for 75% off. That's right. We are doing a blowout sale, 75% off for a limited time only. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and sign up. See you on the other side. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, so now we're gonna talk about something very interesting and um, something actually. When you when you contacted us, you brought up a good point. You're like, I don't think you talked about this yet. I'm like, you know what? We haven't. So yeah. Let's talk about it's it. DM, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yes, equity crowdfunding, right? So people might not be familiar with equity. Well, crowdfunding in general is a way to raise money from large amounts of people, right? Yeah. So like the most popular form is Kickstarter. Right. People things like that, right? It's Kickstarter, where you kind of like a donation kind of charity thing. Sometimes you can give people like t-shirts, but but it's pretty much, they're not getting nothing in return for that, except for just goodwill they want to support you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, equity crowdfunding is something that is new yeah. that came about um, from President Obama's jobs bill, if I'm not- um, Yeah, the Jobs Act. And um, yeah, so can you talk about that? Because it's pretty interesting. Yeah, no, so, you know, one of the, any business, right? Uh, particularly within in tech companies, right? You have to raise funding. And um, for for you know decades now, right? The way you do that is go to an investor, right? You pitch your vision to that one individual, usually or a fund, and you know they make a decision on if they're going to give you the startup capital that you need to go build this thing. And in exchange, they get equity, right? They get ownership, part ownership in the company, and that's how it's been done for ages. Now, one of the things that it has created is a very big gap in terms of wealth and the access to generate wealth, right? When you talk about um, angel investors, right? And then again, trust me, like I've learned all of this stuff in the last yeah. five years. I didn't, like I said, I didn't even know what Silicon Valley was or the word. And so um, this was all things that I had to learn on the go. But when it comes to angel investors, these are basically wealthy individuals that are investing their own capital, like out their bank account, they, they're investing in the companies, getting equity. Uh, and then when those companies go on to do very well and get sold or IPO, then those angel investors, those wealthier, those wealthy folks get even more wealthy, right? Because they get a return on their capital. And so 
it was creating this gap and and you know shout out to obama because he you know saw that there was a disparity there and, and thought that anybody should be able to have access if they can access that deal right um because there's 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 part access but then having the capacity to even get involved mm-hmm. right um and so the he created the jobs acts right it's jumpstart our business startups and it is you know it, it's it's actually a whole lot of different things but one of the things in there is equity crowdfunding and what it does is it gives founders of companies the ability to open up the fundraising um, to what they call non-accredited investors. So that angel investor that I mentioned is going to be an accredited investor. And and to be an accredited investor, you have to make $250,000 a year or more, at least for the last three years as your tax, you know, um, paperwork will show, uh, or have a million in liquid assets. Yeah, we can see how that could be a problem. Like, especially in the communities we live in, it's like, how many people do we know that make $250,000 as a combined family, exactly. right? So exactly. somebody, one person make it. It's exactly. like, and and as a, as a group, actually, you can you and your spouse collectively have to make three hundred thousand, right? And so they even make that bar go right. a little higher. And so, uh, or have a million in liquid assets. And that's it. That's the only requirement. It's two fifty and a million in assets, and, or a million in liquid, Li- assets. liquid assets. Liquid. So it can't. Basically, it can't. It your, home, your home. Right? It got to yeah. be something like a, a retirement account mm-hmm. or a bank or um, stock stuff like that. Right. Things that you can liquidate. Yeah, liquidate. Yeah quickly. And so that's, you know, that, and, and honestly, it, or, or like what I looked at in the research I've done, it's, that's about eight or 9% of Americans. Right. And, um, so the 91% essentially, right. Can't, uh, can't even access that deal. Even if they know the founder of XYZ company, they can't, you know, invest, even if they happen to have some load of cash that they came across or whatever. But so what Obama said is, you know, through the jobs act, um, now anybody should be able to access that. So in 2016 is actually when it went through, and now you started to see the rise of these equity crowdfunding platforms. So the the thing that you have to know is like if I run a tech company or a startup, just because you know the Jobs Act exists doesn't mean you could just walk up and give me some money and say I, I want to be an investor. The companies have to go through. So this is all sanctioned by the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of formal terms I won't bore you guys with, but um, you you have to go through a very extreme vetting process. So first there's the platform. So you brought up a good point. Kickstarter, Indiegogo, right? These are forms of crowdfunding. GoFundMe is a a crowdfunding Mm -hmm. platform, right? And again, to your point, you're raising money for something from a large crowd of people, hence the name. Um, The the origin of the crowdfunding itself was based on a rock band. Like, they, yeah, they, they couldn't get money to go on tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. their fans came together to say, like, let's fund them to at least have a tour to perform, hence crowdfunded. I see you. Okay. Troy always comes yeah, with these. He <laughs> <laughs> was like a white elephant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he always comes with, like, these little-known historical I pivots. I so. That's dope. That's dope. I like all right, that. all right. Yeah. So we're back to the crowdfunding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, crowdfunding it, it, as in and of itself exists, right? It has existed for some time, all the way back to the rock band, right? Yeah. And to your point, equity crowdfunding came in, right? When you And let's just draw a comparison. Let's take Kickstarter, for example. This is a, Kickstarter is a company that enables you to run a crowdfunding campaign, right? And so you can put up your project, whether it's a film, whether it's a whatever it is, right? And you can basically promote it and people will buy in and maybe you have perks, like you said. Now, the difference, right? You talk about equity crowdfunding, there are also platforms, right? So 
Uh, Republic is one that is is probably one of the more popular ones. There's others called WeFunder, um, you know, a few others that, uh, you know, allow you to have an equity crowdfunding campaign. Now, they have to go through a rigorous process to even be set up. But the big difference between those two platforms is that on Kickstarter, if I'm not mistaken, basically anybody can set that up. You can go on there, fill out the thing, and then boom, launch your campaign, and it's up to you, and you have to raise a certain amount to even access the capital. For equity crowdfunding, um, because these are technically public offerings, right, of shares in a company, in a private company, um, it has to be sanctioned by the SEC, so it's a very rigorous process. Right. I mean, they dove deep into the financials and all the history of the company. Uh, and then that's how you're able to even be accepted on one of the platforms. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Republic for us. And then and really it's a it's a because basically I don't even know if we said it. What it means is equity crowdfunding enables anybody, non-accredited investors to invest into private companies for as little as, you know, I think legally the minimum is like ten dollars. Yeah. No, that's something that. um all right, so I don't want people to not understand this. So, because I get I get this question in my DMs so often, like when I post stuff about like Beyond Meat and like Glyph and all mm-hmm. of these stuff, and I post stories about like Nas and like how he invested early, and people are like, well, how can I invest in these companies early? And for the most part, you really can't, right? Like you said, I mean, especially on that level, it's like angel investors and VCs, but even on a small level, it's accredited investors. So you have to be like a a special kind of person, for lack of a better word, to actually invest. But now it allows the general public, crowdfunding allows the general public to invest in companies on the ground level. Because like you said, off camera, one of the the main disadvantages is that you get in people that can invest in these companies. And then when they go public, their percentage goes up like a thousand percent. But by the time the general public gets in the stock market, They've already made their money. They're, they're out. Oh yeah, they're yeah, out the yeah, game, yeah, right? They, they so, good. and it's it's interesting because um, probably the most famous in our community person that has done that is Jay Morrison. He did a real estate crowdfunding um, with the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, and he um, same thing. He raised money from a crowd, um, and I think like over ten million dollars in a very short period of time. So it was a very successful real estate crowdfunding fun campaign um but there's something for people to understand from two two aspects of it from a business owner it's a way to raise money right because financing is extremely important and it's hard to get bank loans it's hard to get outside financing so this is a way for business owners to raise large amounts of money now you're giving up equity in it and we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. but you know you don't get nothing for something you always have to do something so and it's also a way for investors to invest in companies that they believe in and they think that can can blow up because now you might put in ten thousand dollars on a company but in five years that company that percentage might be worth a hundred thousand because you got it on the ground level you guys said something about ben horowitz right ben horowitz yeah. horowitz um if anybody's not familiar he's a, a a tech giant vc giant and he's good friends with nas he's one of the reasons why nas is really blowing up. He's kind of like mentored him. Yeah. I read some stuff mm-hmm, about that. Mm-hmm. If anybody's not familiar, Nas is doing his thing with Queensbridge. Ventures, uh, yeah. Queensbridge, Ventures. yep. Yeah, and then they invest in like Lyft, um, Ring, Ring, um, PillPack, a lot of these companies. And um, so Ben is is really into hip hop. He's like a, a hip hop head. 
And Illmatic, to what I understand, is like one of his favorite albums yeah, yeah. ever. My favorite album. So well. he just he developed. Ben like, Horowitz is not black, by the way. No, 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 he's not. Yeah. If you didn't know by the name, if you didn't know by the name, give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just so developed. Invited to the barbecue though, nonetheless. <laughs> so you was, so was saying that um, <laughs> it was crazy because roughly he he invested like two fifty into Instagram, and then like two years later it was worth like eighty million or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean, so I don't have any facts on this. I actually, um, shout out to Chameleon there. If you know, Chameleon there is really, really been winning in the Houston's own, in, in, uh, Houston's own yeah, riding yeah. dirty. And, you know, he, he's been winning in the tech game. And just real quick, you know, he, I remember we, we were talking about a situation that happened, I think 2017 finals, right? And this is where it actually came out that, you know, Millionaires, like, yeah, because like, yeah, he, because he, yeah, he was, you know, he was courtside, front row, yeah, yeah, and like in the background of a picture, and it's yeah. like, how many ringtones did he sell to <laughs> yeah. at the finals game, game five, you know, courtside, and people came and said, no, nah, he's been early investor in Lyft, early investor in Ring, you know, early investor in a number of companies that have done well, and so. Um, you know, actually, Chameleon was the one that kind of you know put this put this kind of this data out. Now I don't know you know the the details and specifics on it, so let me make that clear. But it was a very sizable return, you know, in the in the 80s of millions of dollars, you know, based on that initial investments from what I hear. But it, it shows the power of equity ownership, right? And and that was I think what the what the real point that he was making is that you know you have to be able to get in on the ground level, and and for so long the price was so much higher than, you know, most of our folks in, in the community could ever even think about investing. And so with the equity crowdfunding, that's where, because it's coming from a crowd of people, you can make that price much lower, you know what I mean? And so for like for win-win for $250, you can own equity, right? Albeit a, a, a smaller portion compared to somebody that's putting in 25 grand or 250,000, uh, but, you know, it's all about having a slice of that pie, particularly yeah. if you believe in the company, if you believe in the mission, if you're going to be a consumer of it. Right. And that to your point, the 91 percent that aren't that are non-accredited investors, they have to wait until it's already publicly traded to even, you know, have some ownership. Right. Um, imagine being able to do that on the front end. But now you actually can. And that's where uh, the equity crowdfunding, to your point, comes in where we can raise money, particularly as black founders, we have now an alternative uh, avenue to raise money from from the crowd versus having to go to a very particular, a specific demographic of, of VCs. Yeah. And people, I'm glad you brought that chameleon story up because it highlights a, a problem in the community. So it all started with the, it was like the Golden State Final. Anybody knows finals tickets, they cost a lot of money, like hundreds of thousands, like it's crazy. Not hundreds of thousands, but a lot of money. A lot of money. So he's front row at the finals. Yeah. And it's like a joke. It's like, damn, how many, how much ring sales yeah. did he sell? Like he yeah. hasn't somebody here doesn't belong. Where has he been 15 <laughs> yeah. years? But little do they know, the guy's been making millions of dollars in, in, in investing in companies long after his musical career was over. So when they find that out, it's like now it's not funny anymore, right? So it's like a lot of times we highlight celebrities and entertainers. But like even if you look at that, I mean, you see Jay-Z and Beyonce at the front row, everybody knows them, but they're probably middle class for everybody else in the front row. Like yeah. the guy that got into the fight, nobody knew who he was. He's worth $8 billion. Right. Just a random billionaire. Until he put his hands on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> oh, we know how many people that you don't know are just billionaires? Yeah. The one person that you do know just became a billionaire. Not, this, not you know, no disrespect to J&B. We love them. But 
that just goes to show you how much money is out there. Yeah, shout oh, out to it's, B. It's we, we in the third ward, right? Yeah, is that y'all in the trailer? Yeah, right we, now. we in the yeah. home. We Beyonce's in the home. home. <laughs> Beyonce's hometown, right? And, and you know, and that's one. I'm glad you brought that up because when I was in the Bay, right, one of the things that I really actually appreciated, you know, relative to LA, right, is that you didn't know who you was talking to or what you were doing. Like the money was just shown way differently. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you just had people that were just grinding and hustling and building companies. And, you know, you meet a guy just randomly look like, you know, random guy. And it's like, yeah, man, you know, I just sold my second, my second company you know, to Amazon. It's like, oh, yeah. word, you know what I mean? And uh, drinks on you then, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, and and, and it's, it's just a different, it's a different mindset. And, and to your point, like, you know, like you said, it wasn't funny no more. You know what I mean? And, and, tell a different tell joke. A different joke right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think that I love the, these examples where you look at, you know, Chameleonaire who, and, and that's a great friend. Shout out to Cam. And, and by the way, he's a, he's an entrepreneur as well as, as an investor. He, he started his own tech app, tech company called Convos, mm-hmm. which I, you know, uh, suggest everybody go check out and download. And he's been building and feeding into the community, giving back. You know, and, and, and you gotta you gotta love that. But you look at, you know, the Beyonce situation, right? Where uh, if, if for those who don't know, you know, she essentially passed up a, a cash offer to perform at a big Uber event, passed on six million dollars as as the story goes, and wanted uh, equity in exchange and they gave it to her and then they just recently IPO'd and supposedly it's worth somewhere in the three hundred million dollar mm-hmm. range. Right. And again, that's the power of equity because, you know, they IPO, you own shares of the company and now you're able to cash that in. Now, granted, that's on paper, right? That that worth. But she can cash that in and make it. You know know who else has a good equity story? I told this story before, but I never told it on the podcast. So I might as well tell it. 50 Cent. Curtis, Curtis, yeah. Curtis yeah. Jackson. Curtis, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to 50. We don't, we, don't owe, we don't owe him any money. Hope, nah, hope. Not yet. Not yet. Hopefully. Let's hope not. Hopefully. So everybody knows 50 cents vitamin water. He made like, they say 90, $80 million, right? Because what happened is that um, they, he, he had equity. I think like 10% equity stake in the company. Then Coca-Cola brought it for a billion dollars. And then his 10% was worth like $100 million. What they don't know. Is that so? Vitamin water. The guys from Vitamin Water, they're from Queens. Queens, New right? York. Okay. Queens so Zone. yeah. So okay. fifty Queens gets the money. Yeah. So fifty's from Queens, from Southside. And you know who else is from Queens? Meta World Peace, Ron yeah, Artest, yeah, yeah. formerly known as. He's from <laughs> yeah. He's from Queensbridge, home of Nas and Mob Deep and a bunch of other people. So when the guys that started Vitamin Water, they was looking for somebody from Queens, hometown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they wanted a celebrity. So they approached Ron Artest about being like the face of vitamin water, right? He's an athlete, yeah. sizable name. Sense, right. It's you know, at that time. So um he, they they offered him the same deal, ten percent equity stake, and he wanted two hundred thousand dollars. They didn't have two hundred thousand dollars to actually pay him. So they told him, Well we can't give you two hundred thousand, but we can give you ten percent. He turned it down. Fifty Cent took the deal. Just so happened one year later, Coca-Cola brought him for a billion dollars and that 10% turned into $100 million. So Ron Artest gave up $100 million for $200,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Education. Education. He didn't fully understand the power of equity. He's like, no, pay me. You try to pull a fast one on. Right, right, yeah. right. Right? But what it all comes that? down to education. So now you hear Beyonce say, pay me in equity. So we're starting to fully yeah. understand this and, and especially in the VC world and in and, and, and Silicon 
Valley. I hope I said that correctly. Silicon. Silicon, Silicon man. Silicon Valley. That's shit. <laughs> oh. They're going to know now. <laughs> well, you was going to know anyway. So uh, that's something that's been going on for years, right? Where it takes time and the back end is always more profitable than the front end. Mm-hmm. So now we fully understand this and we need to be fully aware of this. So in that vein, being that you have run a successful equity crowd funding campaign. You're actually still running we're it. We're in it, yeah. We're You're in still it right running now. it right now. All right, somebody has a business and they, they want to take the same route that you did, right? What are the steps to actually, because I know you said it's a whole process with the SEC, they got to get approved and all that stuff. Like, what's the steps? Yeah, so the steps is, you know, you, you have to, you essentially can apply, I believe, to the company. Now, we were a little rare. We actually, the, they, you know, companies reached out to us, like Republic and, and how that got set up. So, but there is kind of a submission process, I believe, where you can be considered. And they actually have people on their team that are looking for companies and, and they're trying to say, hey, we think you should do an equity crowdfunding campaign um, because, you know, their model is they make a percentage of what you ultimately raise, right? So they're looking for great companies that they think will do be, be successful. So if you end up finding yourself in a position where, you know, you reach out and, and there's alignment, they do a vetting process themselves then you're, you're kind of in the game. You got to go through the process of, you know, pulling all your financials, right? You got to go through, it's like I said, it's a very rigorous process. And you, I think the thing you have to make sure that you understand is what you're, what you're kind of getting yourself into, right? Because not, and this goes back to even, uh, and this is probably a whole nother podcast, just around the types of funding and who gets that type of funding, right? Because if, if you, you know, depending on your business, right, there are only, a certain type of business, certain types of businesses that should be raising money from venture capitalists, right? Because these VCs want to see 10x return, like hockey stick growth, mm-hmm. right? And that's why they're giving you that money. If you ain't if you ain't getting that way, which is fine, right? You have other companies that just grow steadily, you're profitable, you're making money, that's a great business, but you shouldn't be taking money from kind of the the investors that we're talking about, right? In terms of their credit, because there's a there's an expectation there. But when you when you go back to um you know looking at your business and where you are right i think one of the things that is is key to look at and we looked at this even in our own decision is um how attractive and understandable will it be to the crowd right because you got to you got to resonate with people and and we're building something that we believe touches everybody right you talk about uh sports and and philanthropy and entertainment right uh, my my good friend Don Dixon said the other night that, you know, she invested in our company as well. And she said that, you know, win-win operates in two recession-proof businesses, entertainment and sports. People could be doing down yeah, bad and all, all across life, but you're going to watch that game. You're going to find a way to, you know, get in, in that, into that experience. And so, you know, you got to think about, is this going to be attractive to the average consumer? That was one thing that I had to really kind of even adjust how we talk about the company because I'm so used to talking to sophisticated, you know, investors that this is what they do. So there are terms and terminology that we can use that they understand very quickly. Whereas you're talking to the crowd, right, through communication or whatever, you got to kind of break that down. And, and I've been learning, to your point, like the the big gap in knowledge of what equity actually is, even even to the point where on the hiring side, one of the things for, for startups is you have little capital usually, so you can offer early employees equity, right? And that's where you get big time companies like, uh, you know, big time engineers at Google, for example, who will leave Google, right? A very cush job and go work at a startup. 
because they're getting some percentage in the equity. So they're saying, I'll pass on that, you know, very well to do job to take equity because I'm going to help build this thing to become whatever that is. Even as we've now come to Houston, there's been conversations with potential employees that who don't necessarily even understand. They're like, nah, like, I, you know, we need this much money. And it's like, well, you know, we'll be a little under market, but we want, we can comp that with equity, which I now I find myself having to explain actually how valuable that, that's that you're the fact that you even have an opportunity to have equity is a big deal. Yeah, and that's what, that's why I love these pop culture examples, Beyonce, Chameleon there, you know, 50 that, yeah, everybody knows and they're showing that, you know, how powerful that is. And now the fact that anybody can get in on that equity, um, I think is a, is a game changer for mm -hmm. not only our communities, you talk about generating generational wealth and, and you know, create what you guys talk a lot about financial literacy. When you know better, you do better. Right. And I think this is changing the game and opening up those opportunities. One of the things you said, and that's mm -hmm. extremely important, is that even if it's a small right, like one percent in equity, right? Let's say it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Like you, that's the initial investment to own a percentage, right? That could turn into fifteen thousand, right? If you if you had more, obviously it turns into more of a profit. But that fifteen thousand can be the startup for you to invest in something else, like your first piece mm -hmm. of real estate or your your first restaurant. However, it it may feel fit for yourself. It's a beginning, right? A lot of people think like they're so small, I can't do it. In Houston, right? You said something earlier about it becoming a tech hub, like it's going to be the Silicon of the South. How's the vision for that, right? And who's are you the forefront of it? Or are there people out here that are going along on that so with you? You can sense the uh, kind of the fervor in the air of like you know this is exciting, right? Because typically, even with the investors, we got some new investors. Shout out to them, you know, here in Houston that have typically invested only in you know oil and gas and energy. So now to have some you know innovative, fast growing tech company opportunities. Uh, has been great for those, you know, kind of traditional investors. But what I'm more proud of is that we can bring this opportunity to everybody from Third Ward to the SWAT, you know, to downtown and the gallery, anybody across the, the city and the, and the country and really the world. That's the great thing about equity crowdfunding. Also, mm -hmm. you can invest from anywhere in the world. I mean, we got investors in Canada, Australia, Africa that have come through on our campaign and it gives everybody that opportunity to, to gain that equity we've been talking about. Uh, it's powerful, man. We want to thank you for coming in. We appreciate you. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>